This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Show. We're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Shecky Show. What? Go. You've got schmail. Hello. You've got mail. It's my new server. Hey, you got mail. Now get the fuck off my lawn. You got mail, now give me your money. Eh? How's that? You got mail, and you've been hacked. You can't access it ever again. Ha ha. That's Russian collusion. Oh, I see. Hey, it's your hosts, Negro Bob and Tommy. Dave? What? We are not even a minute into the show, and you've said the word Negro. What? Why? I don't know. I was looking in the news the other day. They said, uh, Oakland Shining Negrito. What? Uh, the Shining Little Negrito. Who's that? I don't know. I thought it was uh, an appropriate use of the word, but apparently it's not. Negrito? Yeah, like a little small black child. Is that what it was, really? The black Spanish kid. Negrito. What are you talking about? I don't know. i got to oh. reference it and get back to you later. Yeah, but yeah, again... Let's start the show again. No. Hey, hi, how you doing? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode... Episode 40 of the Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals, Dave and Shecky. Oh, okay. No, what's uh, you, not You there. ruined it. You ruined it forever now. It's an uh, old ancient Chinese secret is all I'm saying. Uh-huh. No ticky, no shirty. Maybe from now on you say the greeting and I'll come up with the names. No, that's not how it works. Go ahead. You say it, and I'll come up with names. Well, uh, I don't know how to do it. I can't do that part. <laughs> all right. Uh, episode 40 is all about the Fire Festival. Um, recently, there were two documentaries put out, one by Hulu in a kind of surprise uh, gotcha thing. They put it out... Um, Without any uh, sort of... Hulu? More like, who knew? <laughs> Am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So Netflix had been, you know, saying, here it comes, the Fire Festival documentary. And then Hulu said, uh, hello, we're going to put out our own a few days before yours. Um, and that we didn't know which one to watch at first, but then we it came to our attention that Netflix's uh, was... Heavily influenced by Fuck Jerry Media, who is a big player in this whole debacle. Not only that, but they're also part of a lawsuit that uh, that the Garagos, uh, I don't know if they're brothers, the family, um, they have a lawsuit against all of the, who they consider to be the major players in the Firefest debacle. So for... Uh, What's this Garagos? You know Mark Garagos. No, I don't. The attorney. Yes, you do. You love him. What does he do? He's an attorney. Anyway, so uh, he's a big attorney. Big deal. Um, Fuck Jerry Media or fuckjerry.com or fuck Jerry whatever is a big player. So for them to be a big part of a documentary about Firefest makes me feel like they are going to whitewash it. Um, Also, Vice who uh, we are anti because of the way they have treated Gavin McInnes, um, one of their founders. Uh, So fuck Jerry, fuck Vice, and fuck Netflix is what we say. So we watched the Hulu. Um, I don't love Hulu all that much, but uh, in this case, they were the better option for this documentary. Fair enough. Uh, so Fire Festival, um, as you all know, it was this uh, huge festival 
that was that sounded amazing um dave do you want to watch the um i have the fire festival announcement video up it let's, sounds amazing if you're a complete fucking tool let's watch it together shall we mm-hmm. okay the actual experience all expectations and there's something that's hard to put words all these things that may seem big and impossible are not it gives people that type of energy that type of What do you think about a minute that it's a minute and a 42 seconds of fire festival uh, propaganda? I don't know. That didn't seem to be anything. They didn't seem, I don't think, it, I don't know that it implied what was actually happening there. It, uh, it, it was a sort of montage of like a Gap commercial. It implied that, uh, that you were going to have an immersive music festival uh I thought we were going to be raped by black guys on jet skis. They didn't show any of that. Uh, It implied that to me. They showed beautiful millennial girls on jet skis with black guys, and God knows what that leads to. I didn't see any of that. I saw it. And uh, they showed, uh, you know, they were touting that it was a immersive experience. Uh, They might as well have shown a a ski mountain with black people just enjoying themselves skiing. Why are you obsessed with black people every fucking show? I'm just saying, why would you go to the Bahamas? It doesn't even make any sense. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. So this, this commercial did nothing for you. No. That's because we are not the target. The target were these 20-something, early 20s, mid-20s millennials who, uh, this speaks to them. Where's, this, I didn't see any Jason Bonham. I didn't see any rock and roll. Jason Bonham? Yeah, well, what am I attracted to there? There was nothing happening. Well, I didn't, there was no Jethro Tull. Right. Well, that's, Where's the rock? Where's the drum solo? Where I don't want a drum circle. I want a drum solo. Right. By a professional, not by a fucking delusional idiot. All right. So this uh, was not for Dave specifically because there was no rock involved. It was just uh, beautiful girls, blue water. Um, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, the promise of an immersive experience. Um, and uh, look, the commercial's well done. It's a, uh, it's a well done commercial. For uh, what it is. I guess this was a fuck Jerry commercial. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Within the first 10 minutes of the documentary. Yes. I was able to see the whole millennial generation and why they suck. And then I got deluded by the story of the documentary. But honestly, the first 10 minutes were all I needed. The rest of it was just... It was okay. Okay. So the documentary is, I believe, called Fire Fraud on Hulu. Um, what, was the, what was the first 10 minutes? What did it tell you about millennials? Uh, it's just they live in some sort of bubble, and they 
they prefer to think that history did not does not exist. Yes. Things that have happened and are proven in the past, you choose to ignore or don't know about, and then you just think you can reinvent the wheel and it's all of a sudden going to be better. Perfect example, Fire app, the Fire app. Yes. There's a reason there's fucking lawyers and agents and people who are middlemen between artists and the people who are hiring them. Right. You cannot swipe right for uh, it's fucking, it's Roger ridiculous. Waters. No. It's, just, it's absolutely ridiculous to think that you can just change the way things are and you're not going to get in, implicated in some sort of law, you know, manslaughter lawsuit eventually. Yes. Exactly. Insanely stupid. Just stupid with the pride of, of youthful ignorance. Yes. It's just, they get what they deserve. And, you know, Go fuck yourselves. Good luck with your insectless world, you idiots. It's kind of it, it's the Hulu documentary focuses on Fire Festival, the events leading up to and the events afterwards, but it also dives deep into the mindset of these of of that generation known as the millennials and uh really ignorant. It's people that are our age that are their parents. And I have to say, our generation uh, are terrible parents. I feel like they're probably too lenient. Um, they're too uh, too much into timeouts and play dates. And this is what they created. These are the children that they created. Um, it, it's kind of like they they wanted to go against so much what their parents were. I don't know. It's retarded. It's 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 insanity. It's insanity, and uh, you get what you. When deserve. you have a whole generation that's like that, yes, they've been influenced by the technology around them, but also I I cannot stress enough that it's a generation of bad parenting. Not not every uh, Gen Xer is a bad parent. I didn't feel sorry for these people. This documentary made me laugh at how stupid they were. They I was are, no, I have felt no remorse for anyone. I just felt how dumb they are, and I was felt happy that I'm not part of that generation. Yeah, I felt remorse for uh, our future. I hope that there are. I hope they fucking do you think suck that off. These, yeah, but do you think that this this millennial generation, that these kids that would would who these kids who first of all the term influencer. Uh, is is so absurd. These people. Oh, I'm an influencer their, their on uh, are, Instagram. Are yeah, it's just like, oh, I'm an influencer. You you're not influencing anybody who has a brain. No one that is out there experiencing wor- real world shit is going to be influenced by you. But to call yourself an influencer is is just it's 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 absurd. And I I'm. When these people have children, what is going to happen? How is that? How are they going to turn out? Are they going to completely rebel against their weirdo parents and and come back into normalcy, or are they? Is it going to be even worse? Who knows? Well, I, I, it's something that's uh, definitely bothering me. Bunch of faggots. Are you talking into your microphone? Oh, did I say something? <clears throat> I was just talking about the uh, 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 Led Zeppelin Four album cover. So the documentary uh, focuses on, of course, this guy named Billy McFarland, uh, who does look a lot like Seth McFarlane, but uh, to McFarlane or McFarlane, McFarl, it's McFarlane with an E. Yes. Okay. And the other guy is Billy McFarland with a D. Um, they do look weirdly alike. <laughs> I think they're related somewhere in the past. Uh, maybe they are. Maybe they are sharing some sort of DNA strand. I'm not sure, but we did obsess on that for a little bit. And uh, I, I duck, duck, goad that after. And uh, it seemed like uh, other people had the same obsession. So we weren't alone on that. I'm speechless. The whole thing is just a, it's a, it's a joke. I would like you to pull your mic closer to you. I don't think my mic is even on. Your Check mic, one, two. Your mic is on. Check one. Oh, my God. My mic's on. Uh, Dave, 
Okay. When you say you don't think your mic is on, it was just my headphones. What you're off. doing is is criticizing the engineer. Whoa, who is that person? It's me. I so. never met that person uh-huh. before. Mm-hmm. It's just that you are not up on your mic. Hey, you get up on the mic, yo. Yeah, that's way better ish. Um, so Billy McFarland uh, apparently is a, a young Bernie Madoff. Uh, he is a guy that, uh, I don't know if he's a sociopath. I don't know if he's just, there's some sort of filter missing in his brain or something additional in his brain where he dreams big, but doesn't know how to get from point A to point B and, uh, for whatever reason, he talks a good game. Um, or he's just talking a good game to other scammers and they just are like, okay, this guy, I'm going to scam out of money. And, uh, you know, it's just, maybe it's like a whole network of, of these weird guys that just talk good games and have thoughts about shit and, and get people to invest. I I don't know. It's not a whole lot different than the boiler room type of thing. It's a, it's a, it's a pyramid scheme. It's a boiler room type of thing. Same mentality and the same kind of people get involved with it. Madoff. Young morons. Yeah. I think they're intelligent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I sat there and watched him talk from his chair from with this interview. Um, that's the one thing about the Hulu documentary. They paid him to <clears throat> speak on camera. The other documentary does not have him saying anything. Hmm. Um, I mean, other than public stuff that's already out there. So you get an insight to him. Uh, he he has no shame, no remorse. He doesn't feel like it was a failure. I think he. I, I don't know what I don't know what's going on there, but the fire festival promised many things to many people, and uh, as he they started planning this just six months in advance, which made me laugh because when I was working with Van Halen, they would start if they were going to go on tour that that shit started eighteen months ahead of time. Because it just is not something that comes together in six That's months. That's what they said in the documentary, too. They need 18 months to plan it. 18 months to plan it. The guy said there was nothing planned at four months out. That's uh, uh, that's absurd. And for anybody f- from Fuck Jerry to anybody else involved... Um, and that's in a place where there's an infrastructure. Yeah, no infrastructure. No infrastructure. They might as well have just put the concert on in Puerto Rico after the hurricane. Pretty much. Then they uh, they promised all these villas. They had villas uh, promised for X amount of dollars. And what they were doing was hoping someone would buy the package, send the money, and then they would use that money to try and uh, get other shit going down there or to pay off other problems that he had. And... Uh, Juggling lunatic. He was, yeah, he was a, and eventually it comes down to wire fraud. You know, you're using that money for something you're not supposed to. Hmm. So uh, he got stuck pretty good with that eventually, but this thing was doomed. And uh, there, it's almost like when you work for a celebrity and everyone around him, them just says, yes, 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 yes. And then at the end, when it's a mess, then the celebrity is blamed. But you had all these people around them telling them that, you know, no one was no one was saying no. Everyone assumed that everyone else had it go was was correct. Yeah. Everyone assumed that if it was going to be so, it was so. Yeah. But there's nothing making it so. Because they were a bunch of people, for the most part, um, that were millennials. The only one who was fucking had his shit together was the bartender. Delroy. Now that's a guy you want on your team. Yeah, but how do you this the, I mean he I'm sure he's not completely innocent either. Well, why would you be? Right. What did he, what did he do? He didn't murder anyone. No, god no. He's no. fucking Delroy. But I, I wonder if he's Delroy's like Isaac on the love boat. You but, think Isaac didn't slip a couple of Mickeys to a couple of blondes? No, I don't uh, think that's Okay. Oh, happened. sorry. That's I don't Bill think Cosby. Delroy did that. I'm at just all. saying. I mean, you know, he's not above the law. 
Well, yeah, but he, but he might I don't think, think that. He, I don't think he was doing that. I'm just Why playing. Why are you accusing Delroy? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're going to be named in the lawsuit with fuck Jerry. Delroy, I think he plays bass in a reggae band. Delroy um, was a bartender who was there at the first meeting with, uh, it was uh, I want him as my lyricist. Okay. It was Billy McFarland and his other, was Grant something or other? Mm, Yeah. I forget what Grant's last name was, but he had a a guy. Dwight Sharute. Yes. That's what some lady said, that uh, Grant was the Dwight Sharute to Billy McFarland's Michael Scott. Which is kind of funny, but um, I feel like Delroy was just their bartender that night, and they seemed to be talking about something interesting, so he just kept listening and, you know, uh, engaging them, you know, as a bartender will do. You want your tip, you want them to order more drinks or whatever, and so finally they got drunk enough where they showed him their plan, you know, they were going to open up this big music and art center there and they were going to, you know, start it off with this big festival and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you think we can do that here? And Delroy says, he said, no. <laughs> and then, and somehow they hired him anyway. So I don't know if he actually said no or if that's a better story now, mm-hmm. because I don't know that I would hire somebody who said no. Uh, I would if I was that crazy and thought I could do some shit and someone said he had no a to pattern me. of hiring people said no he hired that other guy some guy complained about what was wrong with his company and he said well come over here and fix it what kind of an idiot does that so then he hires that guy that's called the millennial idiot without he, you know there's practices for a reason there's hiring practices and vetting practices for a reason you just hire some guy who criticizes you oh yeah come over and do it better well good yeah. Wonderful. Don't hire just anyone. Yeah, he did just he it's it's insane. And the and the truth of the matter is is that the it, it was never going to happen. And he just needed everybody to get together and say this shit is not happening, dude. So, what did he hatch this for because he was in trouble with his magnesis company, whatever the fuck it was called? He was uh, trying to get out of one problem, and he got this going? Right. That's basically what it was. Well, that, I think that's the thing. He had Magnesis, which was some sort of credit card that was also... it was it, Magnesis would, I think, held all your credit card numbers, right? And then what it also did was uh, it promised you, um, you know, like uh, special privileges, say, you know, like the card you get for when you go to... Um, the uh, casinos in Vegas, you know, but probably better privileges than that. Why, they didn't really go uh, into why it would you want much. all your credit card numbers on one card? So you only have to carry one card, I guess. So you that only have to replace bad. one thing. <clears throat> That's terrible. It's it's really terrible. But, you know, the 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 they're easily led. They're easily led. And the the whole it comes back to that weird influencer thing from the social media media influencers. And uh, they're so patting themselves on the back with the, with how they got everybody so interested in Fire Festival. I, I, even the guy that used to work there, um, they were so thrilled that they had gotten everybody involved and i guess if you're just hired as a an ad agency and that you it's a one and done but it seemed like fuck jerry was hired uh for the long haul like they were they were they were maintaining that instagram um account that firefest instagram account because somebody was saying you know 3 days left 2 days left mm. so what do they do now, that company? They're still big. That guy is big on Instagram. That's the other thing, is that millennials, and maybe it's a it's because of all the fake news or whatever that's out there, nothing, they don't care. They're, they are unfazed by that shit. It's why R. Kelly is still getting selling records and shit. They don't care. They Somebody presents them with something to care about, and then they care about it. You know what I mean? Trisha Paytas will say, here's my new puppy. 
care about it, and then they will all care about it. Well, it's a puppy. It's a puppy, yeah, and it's it's, it's adorable. But God forbid they say this guy is a scammer or fuck Jerry has is totally in the bag with this guy and is also somehow corrupt and a, a cause of all this pain. No. And, you know, honestly, I in, in this documentary, I never heard that fuck Jerry didn't get paid. I didn't hear that guy who was in this documentary who no longer works for fuck Jerry saying he didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. So that's where the money probably went to. Part of it anyway. Sure as hell didn't go to FEMA tents. How do you get FEMA tents? I don't think you the government pays for them. I think they rented them from somebody who already had them in you know, in case of an emergency. I guess they're probably already there. I don't know. I don't know. I it's and Ja Rule's involvement, right as it was happening, he tried to make himself seem like he was just, you know, a uh, like a celebrity head, you know, mm-hmm. a, not the real, not a, not a, the real McCoy, but he was involved in the Magnesis thing too. He fucking knows. He's a scam artist. He's a scam artist. He's not very intelligent. That's the other thing is that all of these people that they interviewed seemed to be, I won't say stupid, but just very naive. Yeah. Slightly naive, slightly stupid. Some more than others. It's almost like, did you see that movie, The Invention of Lying with Ricky Gervais? No. Or the something of lying where he he lives in a, a, a universe where people just don't lie. And then all of a sudden he figures out you can lie and everyone around him just believes everything he says because the lying hasn't been introduced into their society. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like that's kind of what happened with these people is that they just, they just, it never dawned on them to think this is a scam. It never, it's just because they saw a video on Instagram, it must be real, and uh, they all spent money. Crazy money. The one guy I liked was the guy who was trying to, the whole time, tell everybody it was a fraud. Yeah. I liked him, but he was more our age, you know what I mean? I guess so. He He seemed a little older. He was a little older... Some of these people were paying $50,000 or something. Yeah. How many people attended it? That I don't know. I don't know. They didn't say how many people did. How many days was it supposed to be? A few days? It was supposed to be two weekends in a row. You were supposed to stay there for two weeks? Uh, maybe one weekend and then spend five or six days at your at at your villa or wherever. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can't really blame the people so much for buying tickets. They thought it was a some sort of event. You got to blame the people involved with it for letting it go through. How are you supposed to know it's not a real event? It's not your responsibility. You're just there to buy tickets. You go to you go on an event. You go on a ski trip. You're not suspecting it's not an organized real thing. It's not your fault. The fault lies in fucking Ja Rule and all these other people who let it happen. They knew a week or two in advance that it wasn't happening. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to see how many people attended. Is it a secret or something or? I don't know. The absurd thing is you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to take people to the Bahamas. No. You could have just had a, some sort of party anywhere. There's oh, there, th- that's, They've got a Myrtle Beach. Well, he wanted to open up some sort of center there. I guess the, I mean. Well, then he should have had some parties to raise some money and then go open up a center somewhere. 
you know, after you plant it for about eight years. Yeah, it was. Uh... Why didn't you fucking plan, you know, Woodstock, 50th Woodstock reunion? But what the fuck? You don't got to go to the Bahamas to a fucking empty air fucking strip. It well, that's the absurdity. other thing. The, the location was not anywhere near the beach. It wasn't on the beach. It was... At, this is the thing. I looked at the... What a lunatic. They, they, they freaked out and got an area that was right next to a Sandals resort because they thought they could somehow hitch onto their infrastructure. And I was thinking to myself, how, how much would it have cost them to just ship in sand and just cover all of that stuff with sand? Like, why wouldn't you just say, let's let, that's the first thing we have to do because this is all concrete and rubble. Mm. Why wouldn't you just say, okay, we need to cover it up with sand or, or sod. How much could that have cost and how long would that have taken? I don't know. Instead, I'm watching video of them with jackhammers, and I, I'm just like, this is... He this... wasn't willing to pay anyone the right money to get stuff done. Yeah, but what's your jackhammer going to do? There's, it's just rubble and concrete, and underneath it is going to be more rubble. It's there's There was no there's vegetation no there at all. He needed someone who had been involved with concerts to to actually plan the event. You can't just do that. Yeah, you know, you can't just say, I'm going to do this. You have to, I mean, when you... Grandiose delusional lunatic. He is He is delusional. He's out of his mind delusional. And he got six years, at the end of the documentary, we learned that he got six years for the wire fraud, which seems like, okay, he's not going to do six years. He's not a, he's not a violent criminal. They're just not going to keep him for six years. And yeah. then he's, I mean, well, so in the in the long run, what did he actually do? He deceived people. He stole money. I think it's the wire fraud they got. So him on. six years seems to be adequate. Right. It's a. It's. I don't think that he's going to do the full sentence. Mm. But I think he will. I think he knows nothing else, so he will be back at it. I mean, even while all of this shit was happening, he was running a ticket scam, like a StubHub <laughs> scam. Well, where he was set, So he used the mailing list from everybody who went to FireFest or anybody who you know, said, okay, tell me more about FireFest and gave their email. So he used this huge email list and started uh, soliciting uh, people for money for tickets. Like, we have, we have Super Bowl tickets. We have Hamilton tickets. We have these tickets. Tickets to events that tickets don't exist. Tickets to events that there were no tickets for. Absurd. He didn't care. He's got, he's, I don't, is he missing a gene? Does he have an extra gene? Is he out of his mind? Delusional? I don't know what his deal is, but he got some other guy to answer the phone so people wouldn't recognize his voice. That's ridiculous. That's fucking crazy shit. What's up with the uh, oil guy who ended up dying in a car crash? How did he die? Ah, they didn't say. That was weird, though. McClendon. Was he murdered? I don't know if he was a murderer or a suicide. I didn't really look into that. Uh, Let's see. So he, along the way, he met another guy who was like him. Yeah, seemed to be the only person older than him who was involved with it was also a lunatic. Right. And as soon as they... so And I didn't know anything about this guy, Aubrey McClendon. He, um, but they show a, a quick video of uh, him in some sort of, you know, uh, internal video that these companies do. Um, and right away I was like, okay, he's nuts. I could just tell that he, you know... And so when he offered to give 500 grand... I said to myself, this is a scammer giving another scammer money that he got from scamming. It was just a big scamming circle jerk. So this guy, Aubrey McClendon, was the uh, founder and chief executive of American Energy Partners, and he also co-founded Chesapeake Energy, serving as its CEO and chairman. 
He uh, was part owner of an NBA team, the Oklahoma City Thunder franchise. Never heard of him. Well, what's happened is, is he started as a scammer and then worked his way up uh, the ladder to so he had some legit shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but the truth of the matter was, was that he wasn't legit, and he got uh, indicted for violating antitrust laws. So when you're a guy like that and you don't have attorneys around you telling you no, or you do and you do shit anyway, you're mm-hmm. just a scammer. It's made. It's made off. It's it's exactly him. Yeah. I remember I worked at a radio station in New York City and one of the guys that worked there was like, oh my God, I just got in on this this thing. This guy is managing my portfolio. You give him like five or 10 grand and he will double your money, blah, blah, blah. And I, I thought, Jesus, that's really exceptional. And, you know, luckily for me, I didn't have five or 10 grand, but of course it was a Madoff thing, you know? And it was... it. it People are just, if it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Right? Most likely. I mean, fuck. What? So, Fire Festival, you know, they have the countdown, five, four, three, two, one day, and people are, you know, filming themselves, getting on planes, being so excited about shit, and uh, they get there. And instead of the little private Cessnas that were in the commercials to bring them to the uh, event spot, it's literally old, rickety, yellow school buses. I would have liked it if when they got there, they were turned into sex slaves and never came back to the U.S. ever. How about that for a lesson? Oh, I don't think I would like that at all. But, I mean, these are other these are people's children who are misguided. Exactly. They but- didn't raise them properly. It's fucking Darwin. See ya. All right. Well, uh, so they get there and uh, the yellow buses and uh, people, some of the girls on the buses are already crying. Oh, poor millennials. <laughs> well, they, I think they spent, you know, they, I think that the general, that's the other thing, the general admission ticket was $1,000. And then when they were selling too many of those, uh, and they weren't making enough money to pay for shit. They said, um, we're going to have to say they're all sold out. So then they were pushing the other packages, the 25, the 50, the $250,000 packages. I guess people bought them. I don't know. But, uh, and the other thing was that there's this, on this particular island or group of islands, there was a regatta happening that, that week. Yeah. Which was a huge deal to them, to the people there. And uh, people flew in from everywhere. So there was no like hotel rooms. He could have, had he changed the date or checked, he didn't listen to anyone. He could have said, okay, I'm going to buy out Sandals Resort and all of these top tier hotels and put these people in there. Maybe then it wouldn't have been as big of a disaster, but no, he had nowhere to put these people. There was like maybe four or five hundred FEMA tents put up, and and it had. How do rained. you have an event like that? You don't get your shit together. What, what is that? How do you still let people come down? Oh, How do you let people come down? <sighs> I wish Blink-182 would have been interviewed for this particular documentary because someone hipped them to not go. And I remember... They probably hadn't received any payment. That's... You know what? You're right. They had not received payment. So uh, they didn't go. And I think every music act just about pulled out for not being paid. What the fuck is good music? Oh, G-O-O-D music? How is that a top bill? What is that? That's something that Kylie Jenner... She Oh, she's real known for her artistic music ability. Dude, she's a fucking influencer. Uh, how many guitars does she own? I don't know. I don't know. Good music is a record label. They Do those exist anymore? Let's see. Good music is a 
backronym of getting out our dreams. A backronym? I never heard of that word. I never heard of it. I think we're living in a world that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, let's see. Backronym is a constructed phrase that purports to be the source of a word that is an acronym. The fuck are they talking about? Find me a dictionary from the 1960s, and I guarantee you the word backronym is not in there. A backronym is constructed by creating a new phrase to fit an already existing word. So a backronym is a backronym. So crazy. Anyway, good music was founded in 2004 by Kanye West, but he was only there from 2004 to 2007. 2012 to present. Oh, people don't know what you're doing. Somehow they were involved. I don't know why they were involved uh, in Firefest. I don't understand it. Maybe they were all... Uh, I'm, I'm surprised this wasn't organized by Wyclef Jean. Yeah. What the fuck his name is. Wyclef Jean. Well, he was busy. He's ripping off Haiti. Ripping off Haiti. So, I mean, I feel like these people get involved because they are looking for the next way to scam money. And uh, the Fire Festival promised um, music and an immersive music experience. They show beautiful people um, dancing. They showed, uh, let's see... I mean, you know, if you're that kind of person, I suppose it seems like it's probably a fun time. Like I said, you can't blame them for being idiots. They're just idiots. You got to blame the people who put on the festival. Like, what, are you going to blame a bunch of hippies if they want to go see a fucking Grateful Dead concert? That's not up to them to organize the concert. They're there to be entertained. You don't blame the people who went to the Who concert and got trampled to death. That's true. You That's don't even true. blame the who. They're just the artists. It's the people who organize the concert. So, I'm the only people I even I even recognized on this was Blink One Eighty Two. It's good music, so I guess it's anybody. It's an acronym for bad music. Backronym. I think it's more like a blackronym. Oh. There you go again. Okay, that's my new acronym. Backronym is a blackronym. Okay. Just get off the crackronym. Okay. <laughs> Good music. Major Laser, who I have no idea who that is. Tell me if you've heard of these people. Laser music? No. Good music. Major Laser. Oh, yeah, those are faggots. Blink 182. Oh, yeah, that guy's a fag. Stop it. Disclosure. It's a fag. Ray Shrummerd. That guy's not a fag. I don't know who that is. Oh, it's a woman. It is a... I don't know what it is. I'm making it up. I never heard of any of these things. The only one I heard was a Blink-182. That's what I said. Migos. Little... Migos. Migos are crazy when I hear that stuff. Lil Yachty. Oh, no. That guy's talented. You do know him? Well, his, his first name is Lil. Oh. Skepta. Wasn't he at the Super Bowl? Matoma. Matoma. I think that is a stage three cancer. Daya or Daya. Oh, shit. That's what happens after stage four cancer. Daya? Yes, that's you do. Klingande? Oh, Jesus, that's that uh, Star Trek band. Hold on a second. I just want to make sure we're still recording. Um, Get it? Klingande? Klingande. Klingande, K- that's like uh, the Indian uh, leader who joined up with Spock. K. Trinada? Uh... Yeah, next. Claptone. I love Eric Claptone. La Youth. Claptone is God. La Youth. More like Pastaducci. I would have seen this. Is he okay? So then there's those were the the big people. That was the that was the big names, and then they have the okay. You know, I, out of that, I've heard a little Yachty and Migos. You had? Yeah, Migos. There's somehow they're popular. Okay. Now the the secondary, you know, smaller words, uh, Lee Burridge. Never heard it. Ten Snake. That sounds sexy. Thug Fucker. That sounds sexy. Blondish. Well, that's definitely sexy. Nikone. That's not sexy. Rampew. Yeah. Bedouin. 
That sounds good. Fur coat. That's definitely sexy. Somebody from your tribe, Jan Blomquist. Never heard of such a thing. Love, Where's Modest Yahoo? Lovecraft. I do. Lovecraft. Bo. Lovecraft. Now, that's a good name. Lovecraft. I like that. That's the name of uh, the writer who wrote... Uh, Lovecraft's a good name. Isn't that the guy who wrote Dracula? I'm not sure. Daniel Cowell. I don't know who that is. Caesar Usel. I don't know who that is. Lake Avalon. That is not sexy. Rancido. What is this, Vassar? Beto Abrahao. In my pants. <laughs> Nikki Farber. Far Farber. That guy's a pot dealer. Uh-oh, you're going to have something to say about this. Daniel Nidegger. <laughs> Stefano Rochetta. Hey, with, hey, take it ish. With additional surprise guest headliners. So I we, think it's Stefano Rochetta. That's you, what I want to know. Do you know who that is? I do not. Oh, okay. I, I mean we could look these people up, but I'm not I'm not I'm not down. So I mean Did anyone perform? I no, I don't I don't think they stayed. People they got there and then they wanted to leave right away. No one was like performing? No one, Dave, there was no stage as far as I could see. There was 400 FEMA tents and a bunch of trucks and rubble and crying millennials. And so then at some point, the Bahamas said, you know what? We're not accepting any more planes into the Bahamas. So they started turning planes back. So I think that's why there weren't that many people there. Shit fest. So the Bahamas closed their airports and said, no, you cannot come in. But I think then they started letting people out. That but not my tempo. The people got locked in the airport for like 12 hours without any food or water. God damn them. Yet they had $2 million worth of booze. Well, they got their priorities straight. And I think that's the kind of stuff that he asked that guy to go back and steal. Bahamas, more like Bahambug. It was, uh, uh. What happened? Nothing. I just said, oh. Um. So, I, I, first of all, if I saw that lineup and then I was said, somebody said, it's, you know, $1,000 general admission, and of course you have to get yourself there and back, I would be like, I don't know who these people are. Yeah, it's a whole other world. I think it, I think. I think those people who went there wanted to rub elbows with the quote-unquote influencers they saw in this ad. Probably. They what they they thought they were paying for an elite uh privilege of of rubbing elbows with Kylie Jenner and maybe the Kardashians and the Hadids and all these other pretty girls. Um, it's weird, man. It's weird. Yeah, it's definitely weird. There's a lack of appeal. Like, just don't, I don't get it. It's like when I, um, first went to the, uh, my first Woodstock reunion thing, I didn't go there because I thought I was going to rub elbows with Arlo Guthrie. I went there because- You could probably get warts if you do that. No, I'm sure Arlo's... He's got a warty elbow, that's all I'm saying. He does not. He's stopping Arlo's got a warty elbow. That's my new album. I don't like that. The warty elbow that uh, Arlo. Sort of like a uh, precious type of character. Precious? Lord of the Rings. Oh. Um, Warty elbow Arlo. I see. Well, um... Say that ten times fast. Off the air. So anyway, you want to rub elbows with Arlo, you got a finger in the poopy shoot. What? <laughs> I don't know. Ask Arlo. That's my next album. It's called Ask Arlo. Well, I don't mind that one so much. You. What? What? <laughs> I don't mind the, the Ask Arlo. Oh, okay. Weirdo. <laughs> It's my new column. Ask Arlo. Mm-hmm. What? I can't hear you. You have to ask me a little louder. I'm Arlo. All right. 
Have you ever been to Alice's restaurant? Because I fucking have, all right? Did you get anything you wanted there? Mm. No, I think I had like uh, pancakes. Oh. Right. It was in Massachusetts. Oh, is it? It was. I don't know if it still is. It should back be a in national. Fucking, it didn't back in the freaking 70s. It should be a national uh, landmark, don't you think? I don't know. Maybe. I just, you know, I know it's a good song. I mean, every Thanksgiving it's played for reasons unknown. I know Bill Burr stole uh, MeUndies theme from that song. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. The Bill Burr, the MeUndies theme thief. That's exactly right. Why do you think are those resta- or Alice's Restaurant is played every Thanksgiving? Why? Because hippies die hard. No, it's it's it's, it's, uh, it's like a it's tradition. Is it about Thanksgiving? Uh is it take place over Thanksgiving? Uh, Chris, I can't remember now. I don't know. It's a long rambling mess as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I uh, I, I don't like enjoy the, uh, it. I like some other stuff more. Yeah, I saw. Well, anyway, I did see Arlo at that first reunion. Uh, it was wonderful. He came. Uh, Shanana, did they come? I think. I saw Arlo at Carnegie Hall. It wasn't very good. You did see him there? Yeah, I didn't like it so much. Maybe he didn't practice, practice, practice. Oh, hey. hi I saw Miles Davis at Carnegie Hall. Now that shit was fucking happening. Look at you, going to Carnegie Hall. Did you go with your folks? No, I went by with my, my stoner friends, trying to be cool and hip, learning about things that are cool and hip, not fucking Firefest. We went to fucking Carnegie Hall to see Miles Davis, you assholes. Yeah. You square cunts. I have no, uh, I have some sympathy for the people for who went to Firefest, but I also have almost no sympathy <laughs> because it's just, I just, um, I, I. That's what I'm saying. The whole thing made me just feel as happy that I wasn't part of it. I, but I don't feel like we would ever be part of that. No, I wasn't part of it back then. I mean... Back I, then, these people were into Duran Duran and the, and the fucking cure. Remember when Duran Duran the was Smiths. the next Beatles? That's what, that's what they were saying. Ugh. The next Beatles was Duran Duran. So crazy. Um, Roger Taylor, he really adds an element of funk to the band. Well, it's not even that. It's just that they just... They, it's almost like this Greta Van Fleet thing where, you know, you think they're going to be the next huge thing and you and you you just lavish all this praise on them. And in the end, they just sound like, you know, Led Zeppelin. So it's it's it, it's almost like everything. If you stop and think about it, everything on TV, everything on the radio is it's all of these people. They are trying to be these influencers, but they are influencing you with shit that's not real or shit yeah. that's not true. And it's kind of why I have turned off everything. I have turned it all off because, and I didn't know what the word was, but thank you, Hulu. Now I know influencers are trying to influence me that the president is bad. They're trying to influence me that aborting babies at nine months is, is something I should cheer about. They're trying to influence you that if you don't agree with, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton, you are a Nazi. And fine, you if if you want to influence people and people are so easily influenced by you, good on you. I don't want anything to do with those people. I don't care if they were my friends once and they are no longer because they clearly cannot think for themselves. And it's. Fucking retards. It's it's a it's a generation of influencing going on out there, and it's but it's not real. It's just not real and concrete. I mean, it's absurd. It's absurd how much is going into it. You Scott Adams talks about um, persuasion, and I think the persuasion is is just the influencing, and it's a science that there are people out there. They're doing it. And, uh, you know, if you, you should listen to Scott Adams. He's a very smart guy. Skid Adams. And, uh, very smart guy. And they've tried to ruin him, but you know what? He's got Dilbert money. So he's like, fuck you. I've got Dilbert money. I never liked Dilbert. I didn't either, but I like him. And you know what else I like? I like that he's just like, yes, I have a 20-year-old girlfriend and she's a 10. So fuck you. I, I kind of love him for that. Mm. She's adorable. He's fucking funny. 
so these people out there who are on the YouTubes, on the Instagrams, uh, on the Twitters, they're just literally trying to influence anybody who will be influenced. Fucking Bob Ross. It's like Buzzy and that guy. That sounds like a uh, ancient Chinese proverb. I mean, it used to be that those people who were trying to influence you were cult leaders and you were just like, no, get away from there. But now it's just the cult is is everyone and it's it's just everywhere. It's 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 fucking crazy. It's crazy. Best it's you don't find it. I mean, I find it like Matrix level crazy. I find it annoying. Yeah. But it's not. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not going to go away. It's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be, you know, your refrigerator is going to tr- somehow influence you at some point in the next 20 or 30 years. I mean, look at Alexa. Look at that. Look at Alexa. People fucking bend over backwards to have that in their fucking house. What is it? It's an electronic influencer. That's what it does. If you ask it a question about Alex Jones, it's going to influence you or try to influence how you feel about Alex Jones. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's insidious. And now I have a word for it because of that documentary. So, like I said, the Firefest documentary um, from Hulu, Fire Fraud, it's, it's a great detailed uh, journey about the festival, the guy who started it, and uh, the other people around it. But it also is a very interesting study of millennials and how they think or how they easily they are led to think. And that's a problem. What kind of a what kind of a company puts out a documentary before the other company that's publicly putting out a documentary? How is that acceptable? Well, I think you don't want to have, give them an opportunity to uh, shit on your documentary or to look. Wait, wait, just no, one second. stop. No, you stop for just a second because mm. fuck Jerry Media is clearly really good at what they do. So you don't want to give them any time to scramble together anything. So you're, tell, to you're telling me your documentary. So you're telling me we're making. If I was making Die Hard with Bruce Willis, uh-huh. and then another company hires Bruce Willis to make another Die Hard. They're just allowed to put that out a week before you put Die Hard out? There's been situations like that, not with the same actor. Well, what but, the fuck is that, man? Uh, what's his... Uh, Sean Connery made another uh, James Bond movie, but it wasn't put out as a surprise. This is a documentary. This is bullshit, honestly. Right, that's, well. that's the, that's a, this is a millennial mentality. No, because I feel like this is... Well, that, that's probably right. There's fucking reasons for for ways that things exist. And yeah, when you break the pattern, there's no more fucking rules anymore. The truth of the matter is, is that the Vice and Fuck Jerry one is, is going to be something that you're not going to glean any information so from. what they have they made it they're making a documentary i don't know that i see, see to me that's a prop that's propaganda that's bullshit if you're doing a project and then someone just jumps in on your project and releases that one earlier that's underhanded and it's bullshit but there have been a few documentaries about the same things over the years yeah but not not underhandedly the same fucking two days before one's coming that's bullshit how man. underhanded could it be they didn't make people sign things saying don't tell anybody me? I'm can you imagine if Led Zeppelin was putting out a cover album of all their favorite artists and then the who said oh I'm gonna record the exact same pretty much the exact same songs the same concept I'm putting out two days earlier that, oh, that's just totally kosher. Right. Well, I, Fuck that's you, different. Hulu. Okay. You scumbags. I don't love Hulu, so I'm not going to disagree that there's Total scumbags. scumbaggery. And if you let that become standard practice, you're part of the problem. I, it's just like hiring a band without a fucking attorney and an agent. You're a stupid schmuck. Yes, that's that fire app thing is so, fuck so you, Hulu. stupid. I understand they're better than Netflix, but that's underhanded and uncool, man. I don't feel in general they're better than Netflix. They're- underhanded, uncool. They fucking use as Steve, they use fucking Alec Baldwin in their commercials. So go fuck yourselves. This is what I'm saying. 
I'm saying that out of the two documentaries that you could watch, uh, you sh I would recommend the Hulu one because it's not tainted by Fuck Jerry and Vice, who uh, are so tainted anyway. I agree, so other I, than the fact that they're underhanded and scumbags. I would, I would say that Hulu probably bought you know, had was approached by these other two people. It wasn't Hulu saying, let's put this together. But, uh... God forbid they wait a month. Well, I, I will say that they've been pretty upfront about paying that guy to be in it. Um, and I, 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 I don't know. I feel like the information was very interesting. Um, and I think it, uh, it's probably a lot less propaganda than the other one. I would um, love to see Netflix sue Hulu. You can't. Why? Because that's underhanded and bogus. It's like I said. Dude, you, it's, it's it doesn't not fair make practice. sense. It do, exactly. It doesn't make sense for them to act that way in a fucking uh, civilized world. There's no. They, there is, they have no grounds to sue them. They, Hulu does not ex deserve to, to do business practice like that. That's not how a civilized. That's. If you if you did that to the mob and you were in another mob, you'd get wiped out. So you'd get rubbed out. On the week of the fire festival disaster, you're saying that ABC 2020. If no, they that's did news a, coverage. This is a documentary. It's one thing to have news coverage that you're working on. That's fair game. It's another thing you're working on a. a how long do they? How much money and time do they put into this documentary? It, well, it looks like it was... Uh, how, how many people didn't watch the Netflix documentary because they could watch the Hulu? What we did, we're a perfect example of that. Well, we, But we don't subscribe to either service. Netflix is getting the raw end of the deal, and I do not support Netflix. I see. Well, all right. So you feel very strongly about this, clearly. Well, well yeah. I think it's an indication of the mindset that the problem of... The part, of part of the reason why these people are falling for the fire Festival is because they let the Hulu act this way. Can you imagine? I just can't imagine. Well, they act this way. It doesn't make any sense, man. Can you imagine? Uh, put Van Halen into the equation. You think uh, they would let this happen? Irving Azoff would let this happen? Another company just steal their shit like that and put it out two seconds before they do? They, but what are you fucking nuts? Someone's going to end up in a fucking in the river. That's insane behavior. I don't know. I don't know. Can you imagine if another film company put out the Titanic uh, a day before James Cameron's Titanic with as much fucking hype and as big as celebrities in it? Psst, that shit doesn't fly, man. Are you kidding me? Some other company puts out a Michael Jackson album a day before Thriller gets released? That's acceptable? No. Absolutely unacceptable. Well, you've made your feelings uh, clear on that. Um, all right. Well, this has been our discussion about Fire Festival. Uh, it's like shadow banning. What are you shadow banning people? Yeah. Without telling, you, te you don't tell anyone. It's cowardly. You don't put out a, 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 a email with your standards of practice. Your problem is with the cowardliness of it all. It's this new mindset where you're in reinventing the wheel. There's no way things are for a reason. And now you just think because the internet exists, you can reinvent things and not have a fucking consequence? Go fuck yourselves, you insectless bastards. You what? Insectless bastards. Oh, because the insects are going away. Yeah, and you can reap what you sow in the future, you cunts. Well, they won't have David Shecky to kick around. Fuck anymore. them. Aww. So stupid. All right. Um... Right. That's why Trump's going to fucking be reelected and you all are dumb assholes. Yeah. Because the people who vote, the people who care, the people who work hard in this country are not susceptible to influencers. If you have the gene of influencing in your mind and you're easily led astray by the shit you see, then you've, you need to really check yourself. You need to really stop and think. Am I being influenced? And the answer is yes. Turn it all off and start thinking for yourself. Best part of the documentary was Melissa Francis. Boom. You didn't even recognize those. I didn't. I wasn't looking for her. And they said, I was like, oh, those eyes. I recognize those eyes. He loves the eyes of Melissa Francis. 
Melissa Francis uh, posts little pictures of her daughter who's got Melissa Francis eyes on Instagram. And uh, <laughs> so the, the daughter's eyes are so, it's just so pretty. I, it's ridiculous. Anyway. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, Melissa Francis not trying to influence me with her daughter's eyes. They were saying to her it's some sort of magical thing. She's like, it's a credit card. Yeah, exactly. She it was, was a magical not- experience. She's like, oh, it's a credit card. Melissa Francis is no dummy. and uh, That's her specialty, fucking I, money. I love that she just called them out on it when they were... It was was it Ja Rule and uh, and yeah, it was Billy ja Rule. Billy McFarland? I think so. Trying to talk about, I guess, on Fox Business, trying to talk about Magnesis and how amazing it was, and they're like trying to talk, use all these buzzwords, and she's like, uh, "It's a credit card." <laughs> she's not wasn't falling for it. Uh, gotta love Melissa Francis. Anyway, um, this has been our episode about the Fire Festival documentary Fire Fraud on Hulu. Uh, check it out and you will see um, the whole thing unfold but again just the insight into the millennial mindset and how easily they are swayed um, is really fascinating and and scary and I feel like Gen X has done a shitty job parenting for the most part so if you're a Gen X parent out there um, and you're listening to us uh, shame on you. No, I'm going to say you probably did not fall into that category. Oh. Shame, uh, shame, shame. All right. Keep fucking that chicken. All right. Uh, hey. Next time, America. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>